I'm scared all the time doing stuff. <laughs> and I think, you know, right, for so long, I just wouldn't do it, right? I was just like, oh, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to do something if I don't know I'm going to be good at it, right? I think that there's that like really toxic perfectionist mentality that so many of us have where it's like, yeah, like I don't want anyone to see me fail. Like I don't want any of that. And that's just life. I mean, right. It's like you can hide inside and like never share your work, never put yourself out there, you know, but that's like a really kind of small way to live, I think. Hello and welcome to the Tending Creativity Podcast. Um, This is episode 9 and yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, I got to talk to an interview artist, Grace Michelli, um, also known as Art Baby Girl. And yeah, I really, really love her work. I've been a fan of her and followed her for a long time and I think it's really kind of funny and fitting that um I got to interview her for this podcast because so you know obviously me having a podcast I love podcasts podcasts and this hasn't been the situation for very long maybe like two years and in the beginning of me like discovering podcasts for myself and different podcasts that I love you know I got really into and I was like wow how did I not realized that there were all these cool podcasts out there and anyway so around that time she I think it was when it was the first time that she made this illustration or maybe it was just the first time that I saw it so it was an illustration of it was like the phone your phone app the iPhone sorry I'm saying this messed up it was like the iPhone screen showing all of the apps and it was the apps had different names than what they really are and on the podcast app it said like my real friends was the name of it and yeah at the time I was like having that experience and well I still have that experience but it was like you know it was new to me and I just thought that that was so perfect for what I was experiencing and I related to it so much and I like laughed really hard and going forward from that from after seeing that illustration, like whenever I would open my podcast app or like listen to a podcast, I would just think about it in that way. And it just always made me smile and made me happy. Um, and I really enjoyed seeing like in the comments how, you know, so many other people related to that specific part. And I just thought it was really funny. So, and now I have my own podcast and I got to talk to Grace. Um, yeah, so it's just really cool. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, so for this interview, I got to talk to Grace about her upcoming book, How to Deal, which comes out on Tuesday, May 4th, um, which is like only two days from today, The if you're listening to the podcast today it releases. Yeah, and this book is full of comics, illustrations, lists, in her style, talking about different things, you know, like emotions, like fear anxiety dread but also it like offers perspective on how to deal exactly how the title says you know like how to deal with those kind of really big emotions and help you to laugh at them and to laugh at yourself if you know you have those same kind of experiences um but other parts of the book don't present these topics through humor which you know doing that is fine but um there's kind of a mix of that in this book where some parts of it are just you know sincere advice about dealing with things which is really great so yeah in this interview i got to ask grace about the process with this book um you know when it started her creative process for creating illustrations, um, and of course the themes behind the work. So fear, control, your comfort zone. I got to ask her about her dog, Tony, and we talked a little bit about animals and the world of self-help and yeah, just a lot of things. So I hope that you enjoy this interview. This interview that you're hearing on the podcast is the second time that I talked to Grace because 
unfortunately, or I guess, you know, not, whatever, it it was unfortunate at the time, but it's not a big deal, but the first time that I talked to her, when we talked, you know, for like an hour, I realized afterward that I didn't record it, so that was just funny, and, and I told her that I thought it was kind of fitting that that happened to me, um, when I was talking to her, just, you know, because of the themes of her work and stuff like that, like, oh, failure, you know, like, I failed to record it, and I could have, I'm actually surprised, because I feel like depending on the day, or, like, maybe at a certain point in my life, I would have been, like, really, really upset about that, but I was, like, yeah, surprised by myself that it wasn't really that big of a deal to me, you know, not that it wasn't, not that, like, I didn't care, I totally cared, and was, like, bummed, but but I was actually able to, like, just accept that it had happened and accept whatever the outcome would be, whether or not, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do this recording with her again if she was busy um, or anything like that. But luckily, thankfully, um, she did have time and she was very gracious to record with me again. And I really appreciate that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I will just stop talking and get to the interview. Cool, so again, thank you so much for joining again. Um, so can I just, can we just start by having you introduce yourself and talk about your work and your book? Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Grace Michelli. I am an artist and an author. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I've been, you know, making illustrations like full time for about six years now. Um, and yeah, my work goes across like I do illustrations, I do animations, I do you know, like murals, product design, commercial illustration, kind of like all sorts of stuff. But um, my new book, How to Deal, which comes out on May 4th, is kind of this like collection of um, more personal work. And yeah, I'm, I'm like really, I'm really excited that I got to um, create a, a project like this cool um so I was wondering how far back did you well because I know that um you said you've spoken about it on your your Instagram how far back was this project started and did you seek it out did it come to you and how did that work yeah so um the the book was something that I you know like for years kind of wanted to do but just like did not think I could, you know, I I had so much imposter syndrome about creating a book. I was like, of course, like everyone else can make a book, but not me. Like, I, I don't know how to do that. Um, but you know, over the years, like friends of mine have created books and kind of encouraged me to do so. And, um, I think like finally, was maybe a year and a half ago my friend Jordan Sondler who's an illustrator and has a book called Feel It Out that came out in 2020 she connected me with her literary agent who um you know I like chatted with she she lives in California so we've we've actually never met but you know we chatted and started working on um a pitch for this book and that was like over a year ago we started working on the pitch for the book Um, And we pitched it kind of like a few months into um, COVID, like a few months into that, a few months into lockdown, we had already completed the pitch and pitched it to a bunch of publishers. And then um, from like last summer and fall, I created um, the bulk of the work. And then, you know, there's like editing and you got to do all this stuff. But it's yeah, it's been a it's been like a, a little over a year in the making for this project. Cool. Um, and then so how did you. Since you said like that at first or in the beginning of your 
career, I guess maybe you could say that you were had like imposter syndrome and it didn't seem like something that was possible for you. How did that change and how did you arrive at this being the time in your career that you wanted to pursue this? And then also like, was it just by kind of circumstance that you decided to go the route of like publishing or was that a what was there other reasons behind that as opposed to like self-publishing or any other routes with that yeah totally so um I you know right so I've, I've been illustrating drawing for maybe like 10 years now and for the for like so much of that at the beginning I was making really kind of like cute fun work but there wasn't much depth there wasn't much of myself really in it and then um about three years ago I you know like started going to therapy I stopped drinking I stopped partying you know I kind of because I just kind of had this like crisis and this low point and then ever since then I have been creating work that's like so much more personal and actually kind of like vulnerable and showing up as my honest self in it. So I think that, you know, having created that type of work for a few years, it was, it was easier for me to like see that I I, I could do that. Cause I think, you know, I was just working on building up my confidence in general, right? Like building up my confidence mm-hmm. as a person that, that could not help, but also, feed into my confidence as an artist right and like of course it's still day-to-day right like it depends but um you know right it was like a combination of enough people in my life right like my friends my peers my agent like people being like you can do this like this can be a book right like people respond to your work they relate to it like you have something to say so it was kind of this you know like I think sometimes I do have to hear other people say it before I can like really believe it in myself, which mm-hmm. is definitely something I would love to like, you know, not do anymore. <laughs> like I would love to just be like, yeah, I can do this. But yeah. anyways, so I think it was, yeah, it was just kind of that combination of things of like wanting to further explore stuff myself, wanting to create work that existed offline you know like I my I'm so grateful for social media and for the internet for giving me my career and allowing me to like be connected to so many people and clients but you know like the older I get the more and more I kind of crave stability and I think that for me thinking about a book Um, I was like, okay, this is a way to maybe like have work that exists offline, right? Like someone can wander into a bookstore, have like never seen my Instagram, never heard of me. And like, they see this really colorful book on a table and they're like, oh, like, what is that? You know, to, to have a project just kind of like be floating out and existing in the world is like so exciting. and, And I'm so grateful for that. And so I think Um, the desire for that definitely like helped propel me towards just being like okay I'm gonna do this like I'm I was so scared when I you know like when I first got the book deal right and like started working on this I was like oh my god like the excitement of getting the thing right I was like so excited to try to sell the book and try to be able to make it and then you have to actually do it and like oh my god that was I was so scared I was like oh my gosh like (laughs) wait I have to like make 200 drawings now so um yeah so you know like I think in a lot of ways I was not ready when I started right like I learned so much along the way and I had to continually kind of build up my confidence along the way so many times you know I was like I can't do this like I what am I even doing but um you know, I like had a strong team kind of like at my publisher to help me, um, which was great. And then what was the second question? Sorry, or second part of the yeah, question? Yeah, sorry. I know I asked like three different questions That's at, cool. at one time. Um, the other part was about like um, just like the decision process uh, oh. into how you were going to release it. Yes, um, totally, totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, right, there's, there's many different ways you can make a book, right? You can try to find a lit agent. I think sometimes, like, publishers directly approach people or you can, you know, I think there's different ways to do it. Um, Self-publishing is totally a thing. And for years, I have kind of been, like, you know, making my own merch and, and sort of stuff and those sorts of things. And you do have to make an initial investment, right? Like, you, if you self-publish you have to pay to get the like books printed initially. So, and that was something, you know, like, I don't, they're not total mistakes because I, I definitely learned from them. But over the years, like I've created products and things that like, you know, I still have, like I still have like mm. 200 pairs of socks in my studio oh. and like <laughs> so many lighters because I can't mail those, right? And like I mm. haven't done pop-ups in over a year. So... I think I was just really ready to be like, okay, like, you know, I I think I want that support. I think I want a team. I think I want editors. Because again, you know, sure, I've collaborated with brands and had art directors, but for so much of my career, it's just like all on me, right? Like I'm the one that has to conceptualize things and then I'm the one that has to edit them. I'm the one that has to decide like, okay, is this ready and it's lonely and I know that like my work can be better, right? Like with feedback and criticism and, and edits from other mm-hmm. people. And I was so lucky because um, my like my editor and my publisher, they were, they gave me so much freedom, right? Like so much creative freedom where it was so great that I was just able to like create this giant body of work and then together they kind of helped me like order it or maybe cut you know like take out a few things and they really helped with the the writing the like chapter intros that I wrote because you know I haven't really written anything since college which is now you know like 10 years ago so that was something that I was like knew I really wanted to do but again I was like telling myself I can't write and that was like such an incredible thing to have my editor like just you know rearrange and edit and like help me craft that um and I think the book is definitely so much better from having help from like all these other you know all these other people cool cool yeah um one thing you said that I was thinking about I don't I don't know if it's because sometimes like I seek kind of like these perspectives out but like how this is your first book and you were scared or like not really sure about doing things like the writing and other stuff that you hadn't done before and but it's still like I don't know it's just kind of crazy to me when I think about how I hear a lot of when I listen to like podcasts or read books or look at different um stories of people who've created things like they kind of all have that same experience and and like even for different things like I have that experience where it's something that you've never really done before that you really want to do it's like it's kind of always going to be scary and you just have to it's just gonna happen no matter what really but yeah yeah like I'm scared all the time doing stuff <laughs> and I think you know right for so long I just wouldn't do it right I was just like oh I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do that like I don't know how to do that I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to do something if I don't know I'm going to be good at it, right? I think that there's that, like, really toxic perfectionist mentality Mm -hmm. that so many of us have where it's, like, yeah, like, I don't want anyone to see me fail. Like, I don't want any of that. And that's just life. I mean, right, it's, like, you can hide inside and, like, never share your work, never put yourself out there, you know, but... it's like a really kind of small way to live I think and it's it's of course it's hard to like always be doing that but Mm -hmm. I'm trying what I want to do is like when I have an idea that pops into my head right like after writing this book I'm kind of like I kind of want to try writing like just writing without illustrations and of course the back of my head I'm like you don't know how to do that like (sighs) you didn't go to school for that all this stuff and I'm like, well, I could just write and not show anyone either, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just I could just create something because I'm curious. And I think paying attention to curiosity and paying attention to fear is good. Because, like, so often if you're scared of something, maybe that means you, like, 
need to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Or like examine it further in some way. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, so I know that you started it before this whole, this whole process before the pandemic. And then, of course, the pandemic happened shortly after starting it. How did that feel at, at the beginning? Like, and eventually, do you think like it had a really big impact on the actual content or maybe just an impact on like the releasing process? And can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. I mean, you know, like I said, we had already kind of created the concept and created the like general outline for it before. Um, so that didn't change so much. But, you know, I, I think for sure, I, I think that my work, you know, in general is this kind of like peak or this glimpse it's this glimpse into my inner monologue and my like, you know, overthinking, worrying brain. And uh, that probably did go into overdrive this past year. And um, but yeah, I think, you know, there was like uh, positive things about it. And the fact that like I, you know, had no choice but to just kind of like sit sit at this desk and work on this every day because there was not much else to do. Um, you know, it was this like kind of forced writing retreat or book, you know, like to make my book, but you know, and it was also helpful because I had this like safe place to escape to. Right. And I could kind of create work that was almost like saying what I needed to hear. Um, and, that was comforting for me and yeah like even now you know sure we're getting back out into the world we're you know we're we're getting vaccinated we're able to like spend time with people again but there's still you know so much of the like weight of this past year is in our bodies and it's like we're all most of us are still kind of like now we're just gonna be like socially weird and yeah (laughs) that's just how it is so um I do find myself kind of like, yeah, going back and like looking at the book and being like, okay, like it's okay. You know, most people have these same like anxious thoughts and it's okay. And just like maybe talk about it. And I've done that, right? Like at, you know, the few times I've hung out with friends recently, you know, like I've said many times, like, this is weird. Like I feel weird. It feels weird to like see your mouths and to just like, sit and just like sit on a couch together like whoa so you know which is the point of the book right it's like not to obsess over everything but it's to be to like sometimes when you can admit something or like speak it out loud you're able to release it in a way and to like let it go a little bit yeah or like um it just kind of it yeah it basically just makes it easier to process through it because you're not stuck resisting it yeah cool um so i was wondering about the actual illustrations in the book uh about the process of making illustrations that you know are going to fit into a larger narrative um what is that like for you and how is that different for from previously making something for like clients or products um yeah yeah so um, you know, when I, when I started creating the book, my editor gave me something called a book map that kind of let, let me lay out, um, like how many pages I want to dedicate to certain themes. Um, but beyond that, it, you know, it, it kind of was up to me, right? Like what, what did I want to do? And and we had decided before, like, okay, we're going to have, you know, these comics and we're going to have these kind of like, uh, humorous, like motivational poster type things and we're gonna have these drawings with my dog and we're gonna have these lists and you know we kind of had we had like the different formats and then Mm -hmm. the different themes and it really would depend on the day right like some days I would show up and I would have all these ideas and I would just kind of like you know look at all my lists and just match things up be like all right like you know I'm gonna 
make a a comic uh with my dog about online shopping because that's something that like I caught myself doing a lot <laughs> this year, right? I'm like I have nothing yeah. to look forward to. I need something to think about. I need some present to arrive in the mail to like make me feel better. Um and of course it's like you feel better for 2 seconds and then nothing. Um <laughs> so so yeah, it was definitely like a challenge to give myself my own art direction and to, you know, just really guide myself of like where I wanted to go and some days, you know, like I said I was overflowing with ideas and some days I just like nothing was going to come out and I I learned to just let that be um because yeah, it's really hard to like turn creativity on and off, but I I did really try to like physically show up every day and sit at my desk and be like, "All right, like you know, what do I have in me today? Like what am I thinking about? What's on my mind? Like where can I explore inside my brain?" Um and and yeah, you know, I I just really tried to like push myself but also to um create work that kind of, you know, like made sense with everything I had done before so that um, you know, like I think I wanted people to kind of know a little bit what they were getting but also maybe be surprised here and there. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the one of the ones with your dog and like the shopping where he's like I don't remember exactly, but at the, at the end panel he's just like floating with stuff and he is just like I just have more stuff now. I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's how I'm just like, okay. I now know. what? <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, and like even to be aware of it, right? Like I can I've joked about it for yeah. years and I still It's still hard. catch myself being like researching like the the things will change. Like maybe I'm maybe I've gotten a bit more practical with my purchases, but I'm still like, wait, why are you buying like you know like the third version of this thing you already have like just chill yeah or like i just find myself spending a lot of my day thinking about things that i'm planning to buy totally and then even if i'm or like thinking about things that i want to buy that i'm not even actually going to buy it's just it's too much i know i know <laughs> cool so um you you're kind of talking about this already like the process of your illustration so i was wondering if you could talk more about like how you like capture your ideas how you decide what to move forward with how many different like processes or versions of something you go through um whether it be in general or w- the ones that you made specifically for this book yeah yeah d- totally so um i kind of always like start with a list. I start with an idea, I start with a concept. I'm not someone that just kind of like freely sketches and like sees where it goes. Um I do kind of have like a regiment and a routine where I am an avid list maker and often, you know, if I like kind of just, you know, maybe like there's something I just keep thinking about or I'll have a conversation with a friend and we'll be talking about something or you know, I'll be like reading a book that's just like uh really sticking with me, right? Or like some conversation on a podcast where I'm like I can't stop thinking about it. I will just collect those thoughts. I use my notes app in my phone. I'm just always like writing down stuff. Sometimes I'll go back and look and be like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> um but, you know, just try to like get all the little hints of of everything down so that um, you know, like when I can make the time for myself to just like create, right? To like sit down and make work. I can kind of I'll go through my lists and I'll go through these ideas and I'll just pick stuff out and then I I will kind of then do this next level of this like associ- like just kind of um like associative thinking where I'll you know there'll be like if it's a comic about um like 
anxiety about texting. I'll just kind of like write this list of other ideas that come from that, other words, other imagery. And then from there, I like, you know, just kind of like draw everything out, write everything down, whether it's on my iPad or if I'm using markers. If I'm using markers, you know, then I'll color everything in, I'll scan it into the computer, and I will then edit down like in Photoshop. That, it's just easier for me to draw everything out and then like see what works and I can kind of like play around with different things and you know just like see oh this work next to each other Mm -hmm. like it's just I don't know that's that's how I started doing it and so that's just kind of like what I have kept doing over the years cool cool um so then with that your illustrations like I said before I really love how a lot of them they like it's just like an image or an object and it's kind of like standing alone in a like colored background and it makes it seem like it's in its own world and it's in its own universe like the center of attention floating and that was making me wonder about your artistic like world and universe if that's something that you like how do you feel about that is that something that just is a byproduct of you creating what you want to create or has it been intentional and how how do you think that you'll approach that in the future definitely yeah so i think that um you know the kind of like floating objects were um just something i like had tried early on and it really it probably came from you know like i didn't formally study illustration and so there is an aspect of like not, uh, you know, ha- knowing the like rules of drawing in terms mm-hmm. of like backgrounds and like shadow and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I do just kind of have this like flat graphic style of, of drawing objects. So it kind of started from there. But then, um, you know, I think I, I really love that. Like I really love that you know, like, a different person can look at this collection of objects and, like, that it can evoke different memories or different, um, just kind of, like, moods almost, and, um, I love that, yeah, sometimes, you know, like, I, it will be referencing something, like, dark and mysterious, and sometimes it's really just, like, referencing, like, cute fun stuff I like mm-hmm. see around me um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I love the idea of just kind of like creating this um yeah this like this world with this style of objects and um I you know it is something I think about right like to have these different formats these different styles that I regularly work in I do wonder sometimes if I'm just kind of playing it safe if I'm just kind of like recreating this visual model that um you know people have responded to and and liked and that's something that you know can be a challenge right like you make something for years and people like it and you don't know if you really like it or if you just Mm -hmm. like the uh, validation that you get from it. And something else kind of going off of that too is that I do think sometimes within these like safer um, like formats that I've created for myself where I know know kind of what it's going to look like, I'm then able to be more free and more vulnerable with like, Mm. what is within that format right so whether it's like a cereal box drawing or like a poster with floating objects like or a cartoon with my dog it's like because I have these uh like rules to work within I can often be more free with what I'm saying because I feel safe and I think Mm -hmm. that you know, again, that's something that, like, can be played with, right? Like, I know in the future I do really want to continue to, like, push myself and try new things because, like, it gets boring if you keep doing the same thing, right? Like, I'm bored. People looking at my work might get bored. Like, I want to evolve as a person. I want to evolve as an artist. 
Um, so I think there is this kind of like push and pull of, um, you know, like going back to what we were talking about before, just trying something new and putting it out there. And even if like, you know, like no one likes it, uh, that's really okay. It doesn't mean that like I'm have to quit being an artist or something. Like I think sometimes we make the stakes so high for ourselves with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, you know, everyone is thinking about themselves and their output (laughs) and they're rarely like tracking you so closely. (laughs) So I think that's something to remember, but yeah, there, there definitely is like, I think a balance of, um, being comfortable enough to let yourself open up, um, you know, in the same way that like with people in your life, when you're close enough with people, when you have this intimacy, when there's this safety, you can open up. So I do kind of have that relationship with some of the styles that I work within. Like I I feel more safe exploring certain things if I like kind of know what the outcome is going to look like, but Mm -hmm. You know, that also kind of goes back to control, too. Like, I am mm. I really struggle with wanting to control everything. And um, that is, like, that is a false thing, right? Like, none of us... you Like, sure, you do... There are many things you have control over. Yeah. But the, like, ultimate way something exists in the world and, like, what other people think about it, I'm never going to be able to... Uh, like really control that so I, that's why I try to remind myself to just try to like turn inward and be like all right what do I what do I, like what are my goals for my work right like what what is the point of all of this and uh is it to really like explore and push myself and like discover new things or is it to like uh you know, like keep my artist brand going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that would definitely applies to like even other things in life. Um, And like you said, it's kind of like a push and pull where sometimes being in in your comfort zone is okay. And that's, what's going to serve you. And, you know, you don't need to feel bad about that, but then at other points being scared of something like we were talking about is maybe something that means you should look at something or try to go into that fear and Definitely. it'll help you. But, you know, only up to what can work for you at the moment. You can't really... Because I have tried to, like, force certain things that I I thought, like, oh, you know, I need to do this because I heard that I'll grow if I do this, but I just wasn't ready at that time and it ended up not really working out the way I thought so even in that way I was like trying to control the situation and it didn't go how I thought it would so totally yeah Yeah. it's just cool um definitely so I was wondering oh one of the things that you that you brought up too that I was just wondering is there ever like is there ever like any like weird I don't know if weird story weird like interpretations of your work or just things that people pull out from your work that you would have never seen that are any particular ways of that that you can think of right now? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, but I, I do, like, I'm always so appreciative when anyone does have, like, when anyone is able to share kind of like yeah how they see it because I'm so in my head with it and I've been doing it for so long that it's like for me it's you know I think for me when I create the work right like that's what it is it's me getting it out there it's me sharing it and then I love that um you know like people can they have their own reactions to it and their own interpretations to it. Like, I am not someone who thinks that, like, I know what my art's about and, like, my interpretation of it is all that matters and, like, that's all that matters. Like, to me, art is always about that conversation, right? Like, why does it exist if not to be, like, interpreted and looked Mm -hmm. at and viewed? So, to me, like, someone else's relationship with it is 
just as important as mine. Um, And, you know, I think that is what can also get kind of confusing, right? Like, I want to create work that can, like, be of service to other people. Not at all to be like, my art will change your life. Like, it's (laughs) it's not thinking about it in that way, but just that, like, that is so important to me, like, that it does have purpose or value. And maybe that's just to, like, smile and be like, oh, that's cute. Like, or maybe it's for someone to be like, whoa, like, you know, like, I hadn't thought about it, you know, that way before. Or just to, like, something to, like, send to your friend to be like, hey, like, this made me thought think of you. Um, So I think any time, like, someone has some sort of connection to it, like, that that is so awesome to me and like still is like surprising in the best way um that you know this like stuff in my head can have like this other life once it's out in the world mm-hmm. yeah cool um so i w- talked about this last time but your dog tony is his name yes right? yes Tony. yeah i really love seen him in your different comics and um uh, before you had him you did you draw dogs as much no as no? no not at all like I definitely drew characters here and there right I had this like bunny character that mm-hmm. was kind of based on these like real like these vintage illustrations but um yeah I joke that when I got Tony I like learned to love again and <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he came into my life kind of around the same time when I, like, started this, uh, this, like, kind of self-actualization, self-help journey, right? When I, like, finally started to shift a lot of habits in my life. And um, it was so important for me coming out of a depression to um, just, like, have someone else to take care of and, like, you know, to have to, like, take him out to walk multiple times a day, right? So just, like, he he really forced me to kind of, like, go outside and just look at the world in a different way. Um, and we have, we, like, really mirror each other with our anxiety. And sometimes um, I think we, like, really comfort each other. Like, you know, he's a little chihuahua. He's, like, he's like paranoid about everything he's very reactive he like barks at 99 percent of the dogs he sees um also whenever we're like walking by people who are talking he always kind of assumes that they are talking to him and he like <laughs> looks up at them you know so he's just like he's just like ready to be loved but also is like scared of everything which is you know, very relatable, right? As humans, like, that's what we want. All we want (laughs) is to be seen, accepted, and loved, but we're also, like, terrified of so much. So, yeah, I just, I think that, like, uh, he kind of became this uh, way for me to explore what I was thinking about that was this more, like, cute and, like, easily digestible way to present that. And... I also just, like, am not at a point right now where I have a a figurative style of drawing people that I'm comfortable with. So, like, that's also easy. And I just, you know, I spend all day with him. I look at him all day. Uh, So I just, it just made sense. Um, You know, like, he is what I look at more than myself, right? Like, I spend more Mm -hmm. time looking at him, talking to him, than I do, like, looking in the mirror or whatever. So, um yeah it's just really fun to explore my like inner world through him uh in my art yeah i love how in certain of the panels he's just you know he's just a dog living a dog life and then other times he's representing you or a person and having a very human experience and like with through your comics and lately i feel like for me i've been really getting more and more into comics or film that features animals like in a human role or human experience or I've even been like remembering cartoons I used to watch as a kid and thinking about them differently from that perspective how sometimes or oftentimes that makes it easier for me to see certain things or experiences that I'm having as opposed to if it was like represented through an actual person so that's really interesting um 
Have you ever seen this? Because uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. I barely watched this like 30 minute Japanese animation for the first time in the past two weeks. It's called The Kindly Lion. No, I haven't. It's、um, this other artist that I follow, Hannah, I think Hannah Michelle Bailey is her name. She's from the UK. She posted about it. And I was like, oh, cool. I watched it on YouTube. And at first, because I, I looked it up on YouTube, it doesn't have captions. So I just watched it without it. And you can understand it without the captions. But if you Google it, a YouTube video with captions will come on. But like, just that, like, even though it's just like a 30 minute animation, it's about a lion who doesn't have his mom. And he, ha- he ends up having a dog mom and their relationship. And like, it had me crying. And I was like thinking about it for. Days, well, I'm still thinking about it, and it's been like a week.、Wow. It just like pulled at my heartstrings so much,、mm. and yeah, so just thinking about that just made me think more about how, really, for some reason <laughs> lately, animation with like animals is more just makes me f- has been making me feel more so definitely. Yeah, I, rec- I really recommend. Oh, I watch that. it, that sounds great. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely something to that, right? It's like. Animals are this kind of like connection to the natural world, which, like, definitely, you know, right? To like get in touch with earth, get in touch with nature, like, that always feels better, especially if you live in a city. And, um, yeah, it's, I think, like, animals are so, uh, they're just, yeah, there's just something that's like so comforting to them,、uh, about them. And, um, Yeah, it's definitely something that just comes natural to me, right? To like want to draw dogs, to want to talk about dogs all the time. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, that's fun.、Um, so you mentioned how, and it says in this book, you know, this is having to do a lot with like mental health,、um, exploring yourself and like self growth. And、um, so I wanted to ask you about. What that process has been like and how that, well, I mean, you've been saying that it's been like pretty much influencing your work a lot in the past three years, and that's kind of like what this book is about. So, I guess, yeah, just can you talk about your journey with that? Yeah, definitely. So,、um, I think, you know, before I started this,、um, yeah, this, this journey, like three years ago, I was someone who rolled my eyes at self help books. I thought that I was someone that just like didn't have feelings. I was like, oh, I just、mm-hmm. like don't have feelings, which <laughs> was not true.、Um, and yeah, it was just like, you know, how I learned to cope with stuff was to just like, Push it to the side, pretend it didn't exist. And, you know, when you do that, like it's gonna come up in different ways, right? Like for me, it was like drinking and partying and、um, all, all sorts of stuff. And,、uh, you know, I think, right, I just hit a point where I was like, I can't do that anymore. I need to just like face myself and. See what's really like going on and figure out changes I can make so that I can live my life with like more ease, right? And just like enjoy it more and not be so obsessed with like what everyone else thinks of me and live my life like for myself, which I just don't think I was doing before.、Um, I was like hiding from myself in a lot of ways. So even though it was so scary at first, like I just. The way I knew how to explore that and to talk about that was through my art. Like, that's that's how I've that's how I've always been, right? Like, things I can't verbalize, things I can't say, I can communicate through my art. And,、um, yeah, it's, you know, it's just like more and more I was just finding myself like、uh, creating art that incorporated these. These、uh, ideas that were like total epiphanies to me, right? Like, stuff I was like, wait, I had, I had no idea that this was true. And, like, you know, <laughs> I learned that from therapy, from self help books,、um, through like journaling, through spirituality, right? Like, all these different things that were kind of like I was combining in this toolkit、um, were teaching me so much. And it was like, I, you know, 
was in, then like interpreting that through my art and it's complicated like sometimes I feel so wonderful and it feels amazing to be able to express what I'm like thinking about or coping with or realizing uh through my illustrations but sometimes I wonder if it does like add this layer of distance and that it kind of like mm. abstracts it or um kind of like trick me into thinking mm. like okay I I wrote a chapter in my book about not taking things personally so I don't take things personally <laughs> anymore and then yeah. like you don't realize like you still do that all the time right it's like awareness is a huge step but it takes so long for all this stuff to like actually click and there's it's one thing to make art about your feelings to kind of like write about your feelings draw about your feelings but I'm learning that it is a whole other thing to actually like process them and actually feel them in your body and let yourself cry about stuff it's like I can make a hundred illustrations about crying but it's like do I really cry when I need to? Like, how <laughs> yeah. often? How often am and I am I like still repressing things? So, it's yeah. I'm I'm still figuring out like how to how to do that and like when maybe to keep certain things like private and just you know like let myself figure them out uh, on my own versus turning them into art and sharing them with the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love how a lot of like in your book you say and when you post your work, it comes with like the you state like this is not really about like fixing yourself. There's no and how you were just saying like you might process something once, but that doesn't mean that you're done with it. It's kind of like going to be a lifelong journey and being just being aware is a really big process. Um because you know like a lot of because I, I feel like for me maybe I've been into certain like self-help things for maybe like the past three years and at a point there was like a point where like even just me kind of going into these things and thinking oh yeah like I want to get better at learning about myself or learning about all of my past traumas from my childhood and eradicating them somehow like even that is was like okay wait like am I doing this just because I think that I need to try to make myself perfect and that once I do this program or read this book or journal this x amount of times I'm gonna be all my problems are gonna be solved well no they're not and that's just me like another way that my like perfectionism or these anxieties is like um revealing itself and then I realized like oh wait no I should uh this is gonna be a lifelong process and just like I appreciate that you say in your book you know it's not about fixing yourself and you also mention in like your resources page different people who people who they're kind of teaching it in or talking about it in that way too as opposed to this model that I feel does kind of give the idea of a perfect perfect self or end goal that we can meet so yeah yeah no I mean exactly like if you you know like take all that stuff not too seriously but um yeah it's another way to like be mean to yourself right it's another way mm -hmm. to criticize yourself to be like oh I haven't learned enough I haven't grown enough I, ha I like still do these things like it's just another it's another thing to like another way to escape right another way mm -hmm. to escape the present is to be fixated on like becoming this perfect version of yourself and um yeah for what's really helped me is to just exactly be like okay I can definitely right like make changes and I can shift my mindset and I can learn things that will uh you know help me to like lead a life with less suffering less pain uh less drama but it still is gonna happen and I think right it's just about uh you know like accepting things and figuring things out so that when these big like scary life things happen you can like 
pause and be like, all right, this sucks, but I'm going to get through it. Like I'm, I, I have all these tools to support myself with and, um, you know, like, like, yeah, there's like an illustration book that's like how it's, it's like a relief to realize that like, you're always going to be growing and learning. Like you don't stop changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but like you can definitely, <laughs> you know, and it does, right. It's not constant, you know, like you can do yeah. all this work, but then you can just like take a year and just try to like live your life by all this stuff you learn and try to enjoy your life. Right. Cause it's like, this is all we have. Like, do you really want to just be like obsessed with fixing yourself until you die or do you want to uh you know like have fun and help people and just like spend time with people that you love right like I think that is that's the type of life I want to live yeah definitely cool so um I just have one more question and it's the same question as last time although I was wondering something kind of extra just, you know, how are you feeling now that the process of creation is over and you're in this, um, like, promoting and it's going to come out next week? Um, how are you feeling with all of that and le- letting it out into the world? Um, and, like, are you going to do anything to celebrate for yourself? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am... I'm proud of myself. I'm very excited. It's so cool to, uh, you know, this is like the the thing I have worked the longest and the hardest on ever in my life. So I'm so excited for it to like be out in the world for people to be able to stumble upon it. Um, but I don't want to lie and say that I'm just like 100% feeling <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, I really, that's like what I want. I want to enjoy this while it's happening, right? I don't want to, yeah just be fixating on the future being like all right what's book two like what's next what's next I do want to like be in this moment but it is it's scary uh it's you know it is like terrifying to have like put you know like myself into a book and then just to be like hey do you want to buy it like (laughs) um you know, because, right, the, the like, realistic part of these projects where, like, a lot of money goes into it, it's, like, the book does need to sell, right? Like, if I want to make another one, it does need to, like, you know, I do need to promote it. I do need to try to, like, get it out there. Um, but, you know, but, yeah, I'm trying to just kind of, like, be excited about all of the you know, stuff I have to do to promote it and to share it with people versus being like, oh, these are obligations. Like, oh, I have to do this. I'm like, no, it's so great. Like, it's so great to get to like connect with people I didn't know before like you and just like talk about this, right? And like hear how you view all this stuff. Like that's what, that's what matters to me. Like getting press, getting whatever, like sales numbers, that stuff's cool. But working on a project like this, like the whole point of it is to get to like, connect to other people about it and like have that kind of just like human interaction that human experience that like to relate to another person and um that's what I'm so excited about and yeah I'm gonna like hopefully just you know now that we can hang out with people again hopefully just kind of like hang out with friends and um I'm doing some other like talks with friends for the book um I'm doing one with my friend Jordan Sondler who I mentioned before my friend Adam Kurtz so yeah I I just think it's like really fun that um I get to talk about not just the book itself but like everything that's in there right like Mm -hmm. all the stuff that is you know I, I hope is like universally relatable in some ways even if there's just one page where you're like yes same that's (laughs) that's that's all I can hope for yeah cool cool so yeah that was my last question um thank you again so much for being on for a second time of course of course (laughs) okay so that's the interview I hope that you enjoyed it um and as a reminder Grace's book how to deal is released getting released on may 4th which is tuesday and you can pre-order it now and i'll have the links to do so in the show notes 
And of course, if you're listening to this after or on May 4th, it'll be out already and you can just order it and it'll you won't have to wait for it anymore. Yeah, and everything that we things that we mentioned are like people like I mentioned that film that I watched The Kindly Lion and she mentioned some people and other books. Those will be linked down below as well as her Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah, so if you like this podcast, um, I really recommend that you go listen to our other episodes. And if you end up just liking the podcast in general, it would really help if you can leave a review and rating for the podcast. And of course, subscribe wherever you're listening. And we do have an Instagram at Tending Creativity. You can follow us on there. I'm trying to post more on there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for today. And I will be back with another episode in two weeks. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Bye.